Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Hello, good family, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. I'm your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by some of the closest members of my family, the first of which lives his life a quarter mile at a time. It's Kahu. How are you, Kahu? I'm very well. It's it's uh, good. The Dream Team's back. And Machu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that is the other guest. The guy who's notorious for blowing his nos a little too early and losing his lead. <laughs> What's going on? I blow my nos early, but I don't need end up getting to places on time. And we're... We're running it's a bit true. over. To, we're running a bit over tonight. I'm about six deep, and I'm getting going to get real deep on this podcast. Definitely not six inches deep. That's impossible, <laughs> isn't it? Just touching the surface, as always. <laughs> anyway, guys, as you guys can see by the name of this podcast, we are doing Fast and the Furious Nine, Fast Nine, Fast and the Fast and the Furious. I don't know what the fuck is called. It. We're doing Fast and the Furious Nine. But if you aren't planning on watching this film and you want to listen along anyway, we are going to give you a quick plot of the film, which is something I've just pulled off the internet. And that is this. Dom Trudeau is living the quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, but they know that danger always lurks just over the peaceful horizon. This time, that threat forces Dom to confront the sins of his past to save those he loves the most. His crew comes together to stop a world-shattering plot by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered. Dom's forsaken brother. And his name is John Cena! (laughs) (laughs) WWE! (laughs) Yeah, big big props to to Sam and Dan and Emily for the previous podcast. Uh, Because really the previous eight movies just kind of meshed into one for me. (laughs) So Honestly, for me, it's like a bank getting fucking hauled through Brazil. Oh, hey, Helen Mirren's in this now. Hey, so does Charlie's Ferron. Yeah. Hey, so is Kurt Russell. We watched this movie. Yeah. That, that is the timeline <laughs> yeah. for me. There's so much happening that you don't get a chance to actually stop and think, what the fuck actually just happened? Yeah, like, <laughs> where is the story going? Where's the development? What is happening? I, I, I literally have a picture of Helen Mirren turning up to... Oh, I bet you've got a picture of Helen Mirren. <laughs> well, um, turning up where to film that? her scene for this and just walking off with a big bag of money. You'd Sweet. do it if you could, eh? Oh, yeah. Look like a badass for a day, drive a fancy car, steal some jewellery, get paid a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking at the reviews for this film, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm going to say, for the first time ever, I actually took a deeper look into the IMDb scores, right? And it's 5.3 out of 10. I'd say 90% of those ratings are over a 1 or a 10. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. like 1s, 10s, and then just all these one, little ones in the middle. It's like, either you fucking love this or you hate this. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 56% on Metacritic. So, I mean, relatively positive for this type of film, really. Yeah, yeah. On to the usual blurb. If you haven't heard this podcast before, we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions and then finish on either a Patreon question or a listener question. This week, it is a listener question. The one we always start with is a compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good. If we're going to give it a score over 5,000 out of 10,000. Alternatively, if we're going to give it a score under 5,000, we give it the shit sandwich, which is one thing bad, one thing good, one thing bad. Or we give it a hyperbole sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing great, and one thing good if we're going to give it a score over 10,000. Kahu, the man who lives his life one quarter inch at a time. <laughs> Why don't you start us off? <laughs> That's a low blow. Uh, Very low. Okay, compliment. Just the, the sheer ridiculousness of, that this franchise has grown into. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, That's a compliment. So the, <laughs> You're ridiculous. Where they're just thanks for the compliment. Taking the piss out of themselves. It's great. I love it. Bad thing, and it just shines through all the time. Is that there's like basically no scratches to any of these characters <laughs> when they're you know surrounded by twenty dudes trying to gun somebody down when they're on the low ground. You know, pulling a tunnel of bricks down on themselves and still being all good. Yeah, almost drowning. Um, yeah. And the thing with that as well is that you can really pick out the F-bomb in this movie as well for that same reason, mm. to please the censors. They're like, right, got to make this count. We've got, I don't know what the limit is, maybe like one. two or three, oh, one. And it's so noticeable in this movie. I just remember when they said it, I was just like, yep, there's your quota. <laughs> another good thing. I'm going with another good thing. Wow. Oh. I actually, 
and this is very odd for the Fast franchise, but I like um, Dom's Samson moment when he pulled down the tunnel to try and save his family. I thought that was, you know, they'd gone for the whole biblical reference there. Um, but the best part about that was that he had been beaten up by all of these dudes, pulled down all this rubble on top of him, fallen into like this big pond, and he's squeaky clean, comes out of it. No scratches, his shirt's still nice and clean, and he's ready to go on to the next adventure. Awesome. That white shirt's basically a bulletproof vest. I don't know if you noticed. But yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like um, it's that stuff out of Lord of the Rings. It's yeah, that it's mithril stuff. Mithril, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As for a score, I'm going to be a dick and give it two scores. What? As a, as a high-quality action movie... I'm going to give it 2,900 NOS injections. Whoa! Whoa. You, you, you opened that way too early, Junior. Compliment, <laughs> but he's blown his load way but, too early. But, but, and this is where it shines, as an accidental comedy, it's like a, it's a solid 9,600 oh. NOS injections. Love or hate? Love or hate? Yes, you are the person that's reviewing this on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're both of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bipolar reviewer. Onto the man that squirts his injection way too early. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you gotta get it out, gotta get your business done fast. My first, uh, I think my first good thing about this film is fast, and it's the fast cars. I just love fast cars. You know, that, and this this uh, film has an abundance of them, just like every other film. Fast cars, people going fast, and and corny lines. Love it. Uh, so there you go, Hollywood. If you want to make a movie that much you like, put cars in it. Put cars Fast in it. Fast cars. Rev them. Fast cars. And rev them and, and say cool lines like, too soon, Junior, when they, just before they throw the NOS switch. And my second thing about this film is, um, you know, everyone is starting to look a bit old, but none of them are looking tired. They look awesome. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Like, look, everyone's there. They're there. The prime, prime acting capabilities. So that's your second good thing. So are you going hyperbole sandwich? Oh, that was my great thing. Well, that was your great. Oh my god, he's going hyperbole sandwich. <laughs> and then, and then my last good thing is that I, I just love the pace of the film. You know, so many ridiculous things happen, but you, you don't have time to actually think about it because it just moves on to the next scene. And you're like, whoa, what the hell is that? Oh, Cardi B. Whoa, what the fuck? Helen Mirren. Whoa, what's going on? We, we, we've got magnets, magnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't even know can't, what I'm looking at. Can't disagree with that. <laughs> We're in space. What? What the fuck? Good on you, Machu. I'm glad to hear a hyperbole sandwich come oh, out. Oh, give us a score. Oh, uh, so yeah, just just ten thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. I, I blew, I blew, I blew the uh, nos too soon on that one. I have to pull it right back to just a tad over ten thousand. I am also going to give a hyperbole sandwich. Oh, oh, but why? But I'm giving it. Two sandwiches. One of them's full of good shit. One of them's full of shit. Yes, the action scenes are fucking insane. They're amazing. They're well shot, well choreographed. Bad thing, they don't make any fucking sense. <laughs> car swinging through the fucking air? Sure. Car getting caught by a magnet plane? Sure. Guy inside a truck that's flipping over and over and over and over again. He'd be pulverized mess inside there. Jumps out the side and just walks away. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, d- dude with the low ground having 14 guys shooting at him. Doesn't get hurt. He has bullet holes in his shirt, doesn't get injured. Next good thing, they're self-aware. Tyrese Gibson points out all the fucking stupid shit that's in the film. We might be superheroes. Yeah, you fucking might be. Bad thing, it's self-aware. That's just lazy fucking writing. Charlie's Ferong going, this is the point in the movie where the bad guy... Yes, it is, Charlie's. What the fuck are you doing? Exposition, exposition. Exposition, exposition. And then the final good thing, it's good to see all these actors in this film having fun, and it's good to see that they gave the females in the cast a bit more to do. They gave all the other people in the cast a bit more to do. It's good to see them back. Han's back. They're all having fun. Bad thing. None of them can fucking act. <laughs> hey, um, just on that, what did Han have to do? He was back. It's like, hey, here's Han. Awesome, you're back. Yeah. Did yeah, he always, did he he always have sniper skills? Like, did he always have sniper skills? None of these people have any skills <laughs> like, until it's necessary. It's all plot armor. Yeah. It's all plot fucking armor. So there's my hyperbole sandwich. As a good thing, 10,002. As a, as a shit sandwich, 1,002. Oh, I can't believe you're being a dick as well. What I am! This is the thing. Is this the stupidest fucking thing I've seen all year? Yes. Is it the biggest spectacle I've seen this year? Yes. How do you score that? Yeah. How do you score it? <laughs> exactly. How did you feel? Did you come out of there going, 
um, that was mean, or that was shit, or I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say, you might remember this because you were sitting beside me, but you were fucking smoking drunk. <laughs> Let me rewind. Apologies to everyone out in the world that I said, there's no way anyone in New Zealand would ever talk to another person during a movie theater. <laughs> Much you chewed my ear off. Bro, you want a bourbon, bro? <laughs> you needed a bourbon to watch this film. Don't get me wrong. I had the time of my life. I It was like just a massive pendulum. You know what I mean? Like moments I'm like, this is fucking insane. How did they do this? I love moments. This is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Tommy Wiseau would be rolling in his grave. Because <laughs> he is dead. He's a vampire, Tommy Wiseau. I think so. the best way to sum it up is that you get out of that movie and you go, man, this franchise is shit. So when's Fast 10 coming out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely going on to that on opening night. I was never a fan of these films either. Go listen to our Fast and the Furious franchise. I've watched all of them now. Do you know how much respect Stacey had for me before? No, actually, no, that's not a good point. She had none. Who am I kidding? Anywho, let's move us on to the rest of our questions. First up is a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Julio of the Contrarians podcast. Podcast that rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. And basically, either picks apart a film that's highly rated, or they sort of go to bat for a film that's underrated, and uh, yeah, awesome podcast. Those two boys will be back on soon. Don't know what to do yet. Anyway, what's this question there, Kahu? Thanks, Julio. Question two is, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? I think I would rather have watched a film about young Dom than old Dom. Oh, I thought he was cool. Wow. Yeah, I thought he was Five cool. Five in. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting, um, that sort of dynamic, looking back eh, at a taller, younger <laughs> version of himself. <laughs> but, but it was, yeah, I thought it was cool. It was, um, he was an interesting actor, and, and I'm just pretty much over Vin Diesel. Did Vin Diesel do the voiceover for him? Yeah, it felt, felt it's, like ooh, it, but I, felt also, like it, eh? I felt like he might have trained himself to family it up. <laughs> 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 That's that's that was pretty much the audition, eh? With a bunch of dudes going wearing white, wearing white <laughs> V-neck, but in crew shirts, going family. <laughs> that's you. That's your your Dominic Toretto. You're part of the family, bro. <laughs> I reckon that guy had more lines in his like seven minutes than Vin Diesel had in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. He showed more acting skill and talent than old um, than old brooding man. I want to run a timer on it. I want to run a timer on the amount of time Vin Diesel stares at someone compared to how long he talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah. see which comes out longer. <laughs> uh, my controversial opinion, Charlie's Ferron's haircut. You know, that bowl cut? What's the point? Are we trying to make her look ugly? Because she still didn't. She still looks amazing. That's my controversial opinion. <laughs> I still think she looks hot. Yeah. Even, I thought she's looked hotter than... Most of roller rolls. She could you, you can't you can't like we saw a Mad Max where she shaved her hair off completely. Still yeah. looks hot. Oh she's, um, she's an incredible a, woman. As a bald man seeing Charlize <laughs> Ferron with no hair. <laughs> she's supposed to be on the run and if somebody said she cut her hair by herself, I mean obviously, yeah, it makes sense. And if you've got to give yourself an impromptu haircut, who doesn't chuck a bowl over their head and just trim around the side? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> My controversial opinion is that there's not enough car action. See I'm 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 not on the same page as you on this much. I'm like backstory, backstory. Who gives a shit? This movie's all about the car action. I want more car action. I don't care about young Dom and young Jacob and oh, I'm gonna beat you, and if I win, I'm gonna you're gonna have to run yourself out of town. We've got. I just want to see more car action. We've got cars in space. We've got Helen Mirren and cars. We've got. This is cars and cars and cars. We've got cars on cars. We've got one car from one side, another car from the other side. Car going into the sides of the cars. Cars on top of cars. Magnets and cars. Yeah, I don't... Reverse cowgirl car. Come on, you've seen, there's a lot of cars. I don't, I don't, I don't... Missionary cars. I don't want any... Reverse pile driver car. Come on, bro. What more can you want, bro? I don't want any young Dom backstory. I don't want any Michael Rocker backstory. I don't need any more exposition from Natalie Emanuel. I just want more car action. I don't yeah, even know who half of these characters are. Yeah. I just want more car action. It's a controversial opinion for sure. Five cars, one scooter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move us on to the next question. What is it there, Machu? What is the biggest dick move of the movie? Well, okay. Well, Machu wasn't there for this because he was too drunk and late to the movie. But <laughs> there's a scene at the start where they have Dom and Letty hiding out. You know, they're in their house. They're raising this kid, Brian. And then they get contact and they're like, Mr. Nobody's gone down. You guys are the only people, blah, 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 blah. And then Letty's like, later. 
And he's like, no, look, this is our life now. We're going to raise that kid. That ain't my kid. See ya. just like okay 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 you didn't give birth to this kid but clearly you guys have been living together for like how how is this kid now four you've spent four years of your life with this kid and you're like wait a little brain that's not my life (laughs) he's he's good hidden away there we'll get we'll get raiden to come take him away (laughs) (laughs) how useless is raiden by the way (laughs) raiden from mortal kombat is the shittest god of all time uh Biggest dick move was Dom ditching his brother after he got out of prison. That was just stupid. Like, he's working on this car in prison. These dudes go, oh, yeah, you better check that line. And he's like, ooh, shit. Need to blame somebody for my dad's death. I'll blame my brother, and then I'll run him out of town. What a dick. I love how he goes full Bruce Wayne, fucking master detective, like, hmm, okay, is it? What happened? Cool. No proof whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No was, fucking idea. Oh, so, so he cut the line in the gas thing. It didn't, didn't happen to have anything to do with him spinning in the air. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 meters above the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just explodes into pieces. Oh, it was the gas line. No, he was spinning in the air, like 20 meters above the ground. How is he supposed to live? Oh, that's right. Everybody in uh, Fast and Furious lives at any, at any moment. It just right. made me remember my other controversial opinions that when people died, I, I thought it was hilarious. Like, when, <laughs> when Dom's dad died, I was like, huh? Because this car just explodes in mid-air for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he cut the line. Didn't he he cut get the, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, he cut the line. But the other one, when Tyrese died, and it was like, oh, <laughs> Tyrese is dead. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's not. He's behind that truck. Oh, okay, right. No one dies. Toretto's dad's going to come back to life. We all know that. <laughs> he will. I've got an answer to our listener question on that that I'm very keen and excited to talk about. Hello, Steve from Everything I Learned From Movies. What about you, Machi? Uh, you said that you didn't like it when Lena left Brian at home. I didn't Lenny. like it. Lenny. Lena. 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 Lenny. Jordana. Yeah, Jordana. Jordetta. When uh, Lena and uh, Dom ended up leaving little Brian at home, I didn't like it when Mia left big Brian at home. What to take care of the biggest? Yeah. <laughs> what is she up I to? I like old-fashioned family values. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need equal opportunities, and I've been out of work for ages, so I need to be back in this film. Come on, Mia. Like, what was she doing there? What was she in the movie for? I wonder how that conversation went. Like, hey, Brian, just got to go take care of some family business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure Brian would have gone, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure weeks. that. Hey, you know that brother I've never told you about. Yeah, anyway, he's going to kill Dom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys go on. Yeah, don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah. I'll show up for dinner. I'll, I'll be late, though. <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon you'll be all right? Yeah, yeah I'll be sweet. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> get out of here, Mia. Moves us over to our next Patreon question. Comes courtesy of Chris Yeeney. You're the fucking man, Chris. What song would you guys have inserted into this film and where? I'm going to point out now that we've instituted a rule where every time we use a song, it gets retired. So Highway to Hell, Road road to Nowhere, Highway to the Danger Zone, they've all been fucking retired, guys, so we can't go with those. What have you guys got? Uh, So I'm going for the moment in the jungle where Dom and Jacob are in their cars and they eyeball each other for the first time. I'm going with Billy Idol, Eyes Without a Face, because they have no expression on their face and it's all about the eyes. To me, Ludacris and Tyrus Gibson are like Jay and Silent Bob. These guys are like two stoners. And so when they go into space, I thought it was apt that they could um, bring out the song from Afro Man because I was high. Because because what the fuck are they doing in space? Because I was high. Yeah, okay. We got there. That's a good segue into taking the piss out of yourselves. There we go, Chris. There's another song title that's been chiseled into the wall of remembrance. It's officially been retired. <laughs> Question number five. What is it there, Kahoot? Yeah, question five. What deep philosophical debate arose in you while watching this film? Why did they cast John Cena in this role? And his name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's been in like such um he's been in quite some interesting development films where he's like this kind of wacky big dude. So it's a bit like they it's kind of like The Rock how The Rock started off. He's kind of this kooky big dude and then this um film is he's this like brooding you know giant man that just doesn't make any sense like for starters Young um, John Cena, young young is young Jacob is this little wiener that like um, looks up to his big brother, and then all of a sudden he's way bigger. He's mm-hmm. this giant motherfucker. It's almost like I got a question on that soon. <laughs> <laughs> but but like yeah, just it was a strange casting for me, and I kept thinking, oh, wish he wish he had better lines. I wish he wasn't in this role. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I feel like 
Fast and the Furious makes worse actors out of some of these people. Like, John Cena isn't bad in Blockers. He's not mm. bad in Trainwreck. Like, we've seen him in other films where he's he's okay. Like, he's not great. Yeah, But, yeah. like, in this film, he's fucking terrible. He's awful. <laughs> every, you just want to laugh at him. Every time you see him staring at Dominic Toretto, you just want to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, could his jaw possibly be any more chiseled? You know, like it's just so square. Yeah. Okay, who wants to go on a jaw ride? <laughs> the, the the worst thing that this filmmakers did was put him in scenes with Charlize Theron. Mm. It's like, hey, here's someone who knows how to act, and here's someone who's woefully out of their fucking league. <laughs> Some might say the same about Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel. Correct. Yeah. Anywho, my deep philosophical debate that arose in me during the film, but I more thought about it on the drive home, was I wonder what our average speed on the way to the movie theater was, and then what our average speed on the <laughs> yeah. way home was. Yeah, man, I was like, I was reaching for the NOS, and I was like, oh shit, I'm just in a Hyundai i30. <laughs> yeah. There I am in my 2004 Mitsubishi Lancer, wondering what will happen if I pull a handbrake. While going, what, 70 miles an hour? What's that, 100k an hour? Pretty much. You'll be fine. I mean, if anything, this fil- these films have taught us that you'll be fine. I could leap from the car, catch someone <laughs> midair, and then roll away. It would be fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this question I had in the scene where Tyrese is taking the piss out of the whole franchise by yeah. saying how we're invincible, which we touched on earlier. And I was like, what would Sam actually do if this had a crossover with the MCU? I can see his veins sort of popping out of his eyeballs. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. That was okay. part of the list of question. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but that Ooh, is part of the intriguing. list. Intriguing. Yeah. Keep listening, listeners. Yes. Okay. Moving on to question number six. What obscure, underrated movie would you pair with this to make a double feature? And this comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. You guys know her. She's been on the last three weeks. Hey, how many of you guys been on in the last couple of weeks? Oh. I'm on all Emily's podcasts. Okay, that's creepy. Uh, <laughs> do you guys know Drive? Ryan Gosling? Yeah, I love Drive. that movie. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Here's a film where you have a stoic badass who doesn't really say much, and it's awesome. Yeah. And then you also have Drive. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. another movie with a stoic badass that doesn't really say much. So that's what I'm going for. Another, another Marmite film. People love Drive or they fucking hate it. Uh, death Proof for me. Oh, Death Proof. Yeah, that is underrated. A lot I of people, quite like yeah. Death Proof and there's quite a good uh, connection there with Kurt Russell also on that film. I don't actually remember a lot about that film apart from New Zealander Zoe Bell kicking Kurt Russell's ass and the initial group of girls when they crash, one of their like feet flies off. And I'm like, shit, that's disturbing. I really didn't need to see that in slow-mo. This has awoken something in me that I didn't know I had. (laughs) But yeah, I quite like that film. So my obscure underrated movie that I'd pair uh, with uh, Fast and Furious 9, I suppose, is Cannibal Run. I don't know if you remember Cannibal (laughs) Run. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Burt Reynolds? Yeah, Burt Reynolds. I want to see Burt Reynolds and um, Vin Diesel in a stare-off. I want to see them in a race. Oh, that'd be great. It's like a bunch of, it's pretty much wacky races, eh? Yeah. It's adult wacky races. Didn't Burt Reynolds die? No, he did He did die at 82 years old. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Clueless Bastards <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Your dreams are crushed, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that'd be, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, 1990s? 1990s film camera. No, nah, like eight, it's 70s. 70s yeah, 80s. real old. I'll go on a limb and say 81. Steve McQueen. <laughs> 1981, I was right. What did I say? No, you said 1990s. No, you said 80s, so you're right. Uh, but I, uh, I think I'd pick the year of 80, 81, and then I said Smokey and the Bandit was 77. <laughs> Burt Reynolds has been in a movie. 77! Released this year. <laughs> what question are we on? <laughs> Fuck, I don't... Seven, I think. Right. No, six. Did you do six? You did six, eh? Anywho, that moves us down to question number seven. We'll try and keep it to our most favourite one, but 
what was the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film? I mean, I mean, the obvious one is uh, the car flying in space, but I the whole thing about that is that all this, like whatever device this thing is, gets uploaded to the satellite. So like it's time critical, and they just immediately kit out this car to fly in space, and it's like this is bullshit. Build a space-ready car <laughs> in, in like, the space of seven minutes. Yeah, yeah like in basically no time at all. <laughs> strap it onto some plane somehow, and who knows if these guys actually know how to fly a plane, but apparently they can, uh, like suborbital plane or whatever, <laughs> and and then it just boosts it into space. Let's also point out at the same time, they went and saw these guys try out a rocket against a remote. They were trying to like test run it against a jet. Loses to the jet, the car explodes at the end of the driveway, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's take him. Let's yeah, take well, that car. And, yeah, they've obviously rebuilt this car as well. Yeah, rebuilt the same car. Sourced some new rocket engines from somewhere, who knows where, because this family has connections to get anything they need at the drop of a hat. Exactly. And away <laughs> we go, you know. Here we go. And while you're talking about that, also going back to the point about how they're uploading things, the guys uploading things have to drive around in a truck they can be attacked by a car. They don't hide in the middle of a complex with thousands and thousands of the fucking army armed yeah, to the yeah. teeth. They've got to drive around. Yeah. In the middle of, you know, some populated city. Like, sure, if you've got to drive around, go anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Still a hyperbole sandwich. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I was going to talk about Vin Diesel's um, swing bridge incident, but we've already talked about that. So maybe the magnets, like. Everything on the street, they turn on the magnets, everything on the street hits the truck. Wouldn't the truck just implode on itself? Wouldn't the motor of the truck rip through the dashboard and kill everyone that was driving the truck? You can't drive a magnet truck and turn it on and off, and everything in front of you does nothing. Everything around you, what is it, made of plastic or some shit? It's not. I love that. I love it. Like all the utilities that are in the road and shit like that. That truck would be on its side, drilling through the fucking center of the earth. Pretty much, it would be the thing I love. The the thing I love about that was that the plot calls for an obstacle to be taken out by this magnet truck from this direction. Sweet. And next scene. Oh, it's got to take out stuff on the other side. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. Still a hyperbole. Still a hyperbole. Still easily hyperbole. So fucking stupid, yet so awesome. Like, visibly, it was like, this is fucking cool. That was one of those moments. <laughs> so here's the one for me, right, is that they don't murder the good guys when they've got a chance. And this happened in the last one as well. In the last one, Charlize Ferron breaks in, has a chance to murder everyone. They're all stunned, unconscious. Walks out of there. Doesn't care. This one, they have a chance to kill Dom and all of his gang down in the base. You know, they're all standing there, got dead to rights, got nothing. They're surrounded by an army. And they just leave them. They just leave them. And then they have the chance to activate the magnets and go away and all that sort of shit. And it's like, why wouldn't you just fucking kill these people? And you might say, well, you know, maybe they're not murderers or whatever. Every fucking scene they're in, they're literally getting shot at by about a million dudes with machine guns. It's like they are so keen to kill these people, yet when they've got the chance, let's just walk away, who cares? How much of a turn-up would that be if they've spent the best part of nine movies building these people up to be invincible? And then they just get all slaughtered. Like, yeah, mowed down. Imagine that. that Someone's going to do an audit on on the equipment that they use. Eh? It turns out we, we've shot 10,000 bullets. No casualties. None. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. even an injury. Yeah. yeah. Not even a broken window. They don't want to check if it was loaded. <laughs> no. They, 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 it's pretty much just those, oh. um, those cap guns. Still, still hyperbole. Still hyperbole. Still hyperbole. <laughs> that moves us over to question number eight. What is it there? Kahu. What type of meal is this movie? This movie is a Happy Meal. You know it's full of shit, but no one talks shit about a Happy Meal. And you get a toy car. (laughs) (laughs) Comes in a tidy little box. I mean, you're right. Like a a frozen pizza. You know, it's something that you buy at the supermarket and you're like, oh man, that'll be good. You get home drunk, chuck on a frozen pizza, eat it, you're like, oh, this is the fucking tits. And then you wake up the next day and throw it all up. That's pretty much it. You know it's shit, but then, then next time you're out, you... You go get it again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you take your friends along. You're like, see, isn't it mean, bro? And then you just walk out of there and be like, that was embarrassing. What are we talking about again? Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm on a similar theme. It's a it's a curry that doesn't go down well and just comes up over and over again. Oh, a curry. 
like this entire franchise. Yeah, that makes sense, Kahu. Yep. I can see what you're saying. Question number nine. What is it, Machi? What should the subtitle for this film actually be? I want to go with Machu's pickup line. <laughs> What's that? Want to see some crazy shit? <laughs> How does that work out for you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to try it. Have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to retire, to be honest. It's obviously not doing very well. Bear, bear in mind, listeners, that's that's too many words for Machu to string together on a good yeah. night out. It's more, <laughs> hey, you could be the next Dom Torito. Yeah. Family! <laughs> I want a family! Too much enthusiasm, bro. Too much enthusiasm. Actually, I think Vin Diesel would like that yeah. because, you know, he'd, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but he'd, you know, he'd be a little taller, so he'd be quite yeah. happy about that. I mean, I, that's all I'm going with. I'm just going F9 for family. <laughs> because, I mean, just, Hammer it home some more. Make sure the entire audience knows. <laughs> Absolutely. I had Fast and Furious 9 when little brothers get fucking huge. Like, holy shit, <laughs> eh? Like, this is a normal Fast and Furious film, except Dominic Toretto's little brother was so much bigger. It may as well be, he, you know, John Cena would size up pretty well against The Rock, right? Like, The Rock yeah. is a lot bigger than um, Vin Diesel. Somehow they somehow managed to try and shorten John Cena, so they're on on a par with Vin Diesel, but he's massive. Eh? He's a yeah. big boy. This is this is the end for Vin Diesel. Is he going to be in Fast Furious Ten? He'll be he'll be he'll be like fifty five or some shit. He will be. You're probably up against like the Big Show or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> or like Shaq or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, little brother. <laughs> oh, it's another Toretto. Oh, oh, your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question is from a new Patreon. Jason, okay, Nerdrovert, thank you so much for this question, bro. It's an awesome one. I can't wait to use it on this podcast. At what point during this film was the best time for a bathroom break? So it's it's that whole series of scenes when Dom's in the UK. It's like, it's just an excuse to get Helen Mirren and Cardi B in there. like, And, and to have a throwback to the previous films of having scantily clad women in it. Yeah. Again, like, there's very little point other than that. Oh, to, I guess to introduce the rich backer of Jacob's, you know, mission or whatever. But it was just all totally pointless. Absolutely. So, um, just a confession. I was pretty inebriated during this film. Oh, I think we've already discussed, <laughs> discussed that. That's been times. established. And I actually took a bathroom break a couple of times during the film. Um, Do you remember as, how many times? I don't. I, I know I did it once. But it maybe maybe more. <laughs> I, I think you went to the toilet twice, but you urinated three times. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you got to pop a knee at some point, especially in the exciting bits. No, but <laughs> knee message in. Uh, so I'm going to go best Don't time eat from Muchie's popcorn box. What point me. of the movie was the best time for a bathroom break? I think any time. Like you, you didn't really need to be watching this movie consistently. You could be talking to Sam. You could be in the toilet. You'd be drinking your bourbon in your seat. Didn't really matter. You weren't missing out on much. That the plot was just kept on moving, and everyone got reminded of what they were doing. So if you missed a scene, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about any of it. But you don't really want to miss the big action scenes, do you? Which all of them? Because there were so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, my point again: not enough action. You shouldn't have had time for these bathroom breaks. Car who wants more car on car? I want more car on car. Although you, you're raising a car on bus, car on truck, you're car ra- on scooter. <laughs> You raise an interesting point there about, um, you know, taking a a break to have a bourbon. Like, how good would it be if in the theatre they just had mini vending machines at the end of each aisle? They serve bourbons in there. I didn't realise that until I saw some guy walk in with a bourbon. And I was oh, oh, but it's probably a lot more expensive than taking <laughs> yeah, it in yeah. a box. Much he's still <laughs> taking his box in. Yeah. <laughs> he's still stashing beers in his socks and pulling them out during a few- Why didn't I bring a bag, eh? Like, it was so cold when it was down my front. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have gone with the bit we were talking about where Letty and Dom are like trying to have a debate over what the fuck they're going to do and all this other shit. Because it's like, you know Dom's going to do this mission. You know Dom doesn't really care about his son. You know he wants to fucking... <laughs> he doesn't really... Come on! It's, it's not like how crazy would the movie have been if Dom had gone, you know what, I've actually got the son. I've made a commitment to him. And I'm going to be... You guys do the mission. I'm just going to stay here. That's yeah. what Brian did. That's what Brian did. Brian did. Imagine if like... The magnet scene, they just randomly cut back to Dom and he's just like, 
Uh, so Mary, she, she had a little lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if that was the movie. That would have been insane. You, you could quite easily sit outside the theatre in this movie and catch up with your mates when you got out. And they'd be none the wiser that you hadn't seen it. Yeah. You could quite easily just join in the conversation about it. That's the craziest nobody part about this film. Yeah, nobody would know. You could be like, fuck, how insane was it that time when that car did that shit? And you are like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I've watched you, know, the, you could make up anything and they'll be like, fuck you, that was insane, bro. You'd be like, what, that actually happened? If you've watched the first three films, you know what happened in this film. Dominic Toretto drove some fast cars, fucked up some dudes, yeah. and then ended up winning some races and and won the end of the day. Yeah. Going back to preposterous, like, preposterous scenes in this film or whatever, how preposterous is it that Letty and that get a message, we need you to come help us, sweet. They drive off, they're clearly going to go straight and help him, and then Dom spends about, I don't know, 24 hours before he's like, fuck, doesn't know where he's going, doesn't know where he's supposed to meet anyone, and shows up just as they're leaving. <laughs> and it's they've just said, oh, he's going to show up soon, guys. Uh, let's go board the plane and we'll see what happens. Oh, we don't, have any, we don't have cell phones, so we can't text each other. Yeah, yeah, he's got no communication. <laughs> no communication, but he knows oh, where to text, go. I'll just text Lenny. Oh, wait, she doesn't have a phone. And if she did. Mm. I wouldn't have a number because I don't have one either. Do they exactly. make it clear where little Brian's gone? He's gone to heaven, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole sequence made it seem like he's just touched him, left him at the house. Oh, yeah, well, it did seem like that. In the middle Joanna of nowhere. Brewster later says, oh, Brian's oh, right, right, taking right. care of Brian. Yeah, Brian, the kid, is taking care of himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it seemed like. It's like, what about little Brian? What's he up to? There's a four-year-old on one of those little, like, battery-powered fucking Ferraris yeah, yeah. outside street racing other kids. Yeah. <laughs> Dom's just gone. The NOS! <laughs> five miles per hour. Dom's just gone, here's how you work, Netflix. I'll be back in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the Wiggles. <laughs> Later, bro. Family. By the way, you're my make family. Sh- make sure you say grace every time you eat. <laughs> okay, that moves us over to our personal questions. What have we got, Kahu? You're first. Yeah, my first question is, what is the most implausible thing about flying a car around in space? I reckon that they like were sitting on Earth and they're like, we've got to get that satellite right there. Can you see it? Yeah, all right, let's just drive up there and get it. <laughs> so they launch from Earth. Fuck, have you ever tried to hit like something like two meters in front of you? Like with a <laughs> with a tennis ball or something like that? It's like, impossible to hit. Like You have to practice. And these guys launch from Earth and magically hit exactly the right satellite, just drive right through it. What's the chances of that? And also, that rocket is untested because it hasn't even left Earth yet. So that, so somehow they managed to get it to leave Earth and nail the, um, that is like a, that is like a hole in one for the ages. God himself would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. For, for a crew that can't even get this car to go down the runway without blowing up as you mentioned earlier it's like <laughs> wow you guys got good at this real quick <laughs> yeah their previous is. test run was the challenger explorer exploding <laughs> on the fucking tarmac <laughs> and now and now can you see they're that, apollo 11 it <laughs> can you see that tiny dot in space no i can't see space from earth you idiots like no <laughs> yeah. one can oh but that's what you gotta try and get all right we'll give it a go <laughs> So, see, I've actually gone for when they're up there, but I probably should have jumped on your bandwagon and be like, how the fuck do they get up there to start with? That's a fucking good point. Yeah, because that was my one. It was like, how do they keep a car pressurized in space, right? Like, spaceships are perfectly designed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're floating around and just driving around. They're all sweet as. They just Let's duct tape the whole thing. Just duct tape the whole thing. <laughs> not to forget the fact they drive through a fucking satellite and probably cause so much orbital debris that no other satellite for the rest of mankind will ever be able to go up in space because yeah. they're going to explode on impact because there's shit flying everywhere. Have you ever driven on a gravel road and hit a stone at about 10 k's an hour and it just smashes your window screen, eh? And those guys have flown into space at a, a million miles an hour yeah. <laughs> at a giant, humongous metal object. And cars are made to crush. Like, cars are not made to, like, bash things into pieces. So, like, so that would just rip... Rip a car into shreds <laughs> and at, that, at a thousand how, miles an hour. How mean would it have been if they're like, drive through the spaceship, yep. And then they drove through and then like cut to a scene where they're like, oh, whatever happened to Tej and oh, whatever the fuck Tyrese Gibson's character's name. It just cuts back to space and there's just a crumpled in car. <laughs> and just the two of them just like, <laughs> and then, like and the, mangled. 
And the satellite's fine, eh? Like, <laughs> the bumped off it. The car's folded in on itself. Well, they're just like... It's like an aluminium can. <laughs> and his name is John Cena! <laughs> and they designed, like, a perfectly functioning side thruster system in, like, the space Everything. of a few hours. Everything. Yeah. I've got everything that's just so crazy it just might work <laughs> still a hyperbole sandwich though right yeah, still a hyperbole uh, right my next question uh, in honour of Cypher played by Charlie's Theron in this movie oh yeah list your worst bowl cut Ooh. in the history of film I'm going to go with two here I'm going to name best and worst and the best best whoever wore the bowl cut was Spock Len, um, yeah Leonard Nimoy. We we googled the yeah. same fucking. Um, yeah. set, didn't we? <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, that, that's. I might pull that the worst because that's definitely the yeah. best. Yeah. I mean, that's it's uh, not the. And the worst is yeah. Nicholas Holt in About a Boy. We definitely googled the same page. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what? That's it, but it's so Let good. me just go through my browser history. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just look it over. Can't talk about that there. site. Can't talk about that site. Can't talk about that site. <laughs> I mean, the obvious one was Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was on that site as well. Special- I mean, nothing's got nothing's on Jake Lloyd playing Anakin and <laughs> yeah. Special <laughs> mention goes out to Darth Vader, Darth Vader and Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My God, yeah, scarred him for life that one. <laughs> but I mean, he's a slave kid. They can't afford haircuts. Yeah, of course, his mum. Exactly. I'm surprised his mum had a bowl and a pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, my final question: Has there ever been any more? Sorry, I'll start that again. Has there ever been more of an expressionless main duo than in this movie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you, um, do you know Sandra Bullock? Have you seen her films? And what, sorry, what Emily. I, <laughs> sorry, I to, sorry I, not sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> miss, miss, miss No Talent Expressionless Girl Next Door from America. Um, and, and her performance with, I think, Keanu Reeves. In speed, that's got to be the most expressionless duo I've ever seen. You, you think Keanu Reeves? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> I think it's Keanu Reeves. Oh, I just, oh, another, just, another bowl just... cut too um, uh, from Bill and Ted's. Bill and Ted's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, classic um, expressionless actors, no talent, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. You've offended Emily Higgins and M from Verbal Diorama, who absolutely loves Keanu Reeves. Does, really? Does obligatory Keanu yeah. references. Sorry, from oh, yeah. diorama. Maybe watch some other movies. The views, are much you, uh, the, ex- <laughs> the views of not this podcast, nor anybody really. Not well, even his views. This podcast, I'm on it, and I'm giving my view. <laughs> if it you, literally is. is the view of this podcast. If you've listened to our episode on speed, I totally agree with that take on Keanu Reeves in that <laughs> movie. <laughs> you suck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the easy answer for me on this one, guys. We we reviewed Glass. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Neither of them did anything for the entirety of the film. The, the other one that I sort of had as a follow-up was Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale in The Fighter. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Two actors yeah. that are notorious for just the scowl. <laughs> yeah. You can't get well, two scowls, eh? Well, I was about Wait to say, a minute. I was about to say, Christian Bale's got the scowl, whereas Mark Wahlberg looks like a guy who's busting to take his shit, but it's too awkward to say goodbye to everyone. <laughs> like... <laughs> So yeah, it was good catching up with you though, right? But oh yeah, yeah, give my best to um yeah yeah. Oh, it's too late. You may as well stay. <laughs> I've shown my pants. <laughs> How many movies has Bruce Willis just been calling it in lately? Like fucking hell! <laughs> like the last twenty years, he's half yeah, asleep yeah. in all his movies, eh? Anywho, that moves me over to my questions. Uh, the first one: one dad, Mister Toretto. How many mums? All the mums. <laughs> all the mums. All the mums. Yeah. Yeah. So many mums, eh? Yeah. The the dad clearly lived life one quarter minute at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he spent a lot of time in one the one nationality at a time. I'm yeah. saying, like he, Jordana Brewster, Vin Diesel, John Cena. Yeah, and that's what we know about, like. Exactly. Like, exactly. Fast 10, there's going to be seven others turn up, <laughs> and they're going to be running the gamut of nationalities. There'll be one from yeah. every continent. Yeah. And there'll be a penguin show up and be like, <laughs> yeah, there'll be a donkey, a, a chicken. Oh, they'll be awesome, and they'll be pushing NOS right at the right time. 
and, and, to, and Tom will still be going, family, family. I've been telling you guys this entire time. Why is it a surprise? Family. It's all about family. That's why my table's about six miles long. This is my brother. We call him Emperor. He's yeah. an Emperor Penguin. Family. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, we're going to need another barbecue. <laughs> yeah, all the mums. Yeah. There are no mums that were not paid full attention to during this saga. It's, it's that Toretto heat, eh? It's that <laughs> yeah. Toretto. It's the Italian stallion. Gnome. The Italian yeah, stallion. Italian stallion. Can't, can't say no to the Italian stallion. Yeah, yeah. That's why you owed so much money, eh? It was all, it was all child support. <laughs> it's like, oh, are you on the phone again? We've yeah. We've cracked it. We've cracked it. <laughs> I've got, what am I going to do? I've got to make some money. I've got about 700 kids I've got to support. <laughs> you need a throw race. <laughs> yeah. Child support. That's a what... motherfucker. <laughs> Where, where's all the rest of the kids? All these people should have kids. Like, how has he gotten away with only having one kid? He, he learned he learnt from his he's, dad's he's mistakes. Le- he's learned that you don't blow your nos when you're finishing a race. <laughs> he's always he's like, this. he's always like, too soon, Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah too yeah. soon. <laughs> you got exactly. it. Exactly. He knows it. Exactly. He knows when to pull out right at the right time. He empties his nos when the race is finished. <laughs> yeah. right, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he times it so his yeah, not finishes yeah. when there after the race is finished. <laughs> he let a little Brian go one day. That was a weak moment. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I'm um, talking about weird questions. How many puberties did Jacob have? Because we see in this film, younger Dom, younger Jacob, they would have been like, what, 21 and 19, maybe 21 and 18. And Muchy, you can back me up here, bro. We we're all hoping for our second puberty. We we're all hoping for that <laughs> second growth spurt. I was this high at 14. I'm still waiting, still yeah. waiting. And I, I'm going to say um, he had about seven steroid puberties. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, it's not sort of made very clear as to what he's been doing for like the last 20, 25 years. It kind of seems like he's been... He's a nurse. <laughs> he's been That's what he is. He's a nurse. He's been administering some himself and... Self-medicating, yeah. <laughs> He's been to some kind of spy school or something, and I think they just went, sweet, this guy's got no family. We'll just load him up with puberty pills and hormone pills. He pretty much got... Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And roids, like... He pretty much got the same... the other, and there we go. The pre- Captain America did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, sweet, I've got nothing to live for. Let's see how this goes. Makes sense. Uh, next question. What's something that you guys learnt that cars can do from watching this film? That cars are a good means of battling drone planes. <laughs> That's a good point. Really good point. And winning. And I, winning. I didn't know there was a sweet spot to use NOS. Like, when is too soon? You just push, like, surely at any point in the race you can push NOS. There's not a specific point that you have to push it. Yeah, because like, what difference does it make? You'd conserve your speed for a certain amount of time, eh? even when you max out. Yeah, you just wait to the straight, press the NOS, get the maximum. You press yeah. it as soon as you hit the straight. Surely as soon as you hit max speed, that's when you hit your NOS, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you've got max speed, you're not going to go any first, uh, faster or anything like that. And like the distance that you gain in a 10-second race, quarter mile, <laughs> 10 seconds, takes a minute in these films, but like surely... As soon as you hit your max speed, you go, okay, now's when I hit the NOS. You don't make I- as much distance in front of the last person, whatever. What you don't do is eyeball the driver and go, I wonder when he's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've just pressed NOS. Ah, you idiot. You pressed it too soon. I wonder well, when this dude's going to blow. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I don't. Premature. I don't know anything about cars, but why don't you just have more NOS and you just press the NOS and then you press it again? <laughs> like. Can you not do that? Double the NOS. Yeah, yeah. Or triple the NOS or whatever. This guy's got 10 NOSes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Kahu just wants nothing but NOS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just start the race and just go NOS after NOS soon. after NOS. What is soon, NOS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the stuff that, that comes in like um, little... Laughing gas. Yeah, yeah. little laughing gas. You put it in a balloon. Everyone got high on over in yeah. the UK. Yeah. I mean, not it, me. It was, I was a was good li- boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like a real cheat code when it comes to street racing. Yeah. <laughs> That moves us over to Machu for his questions. What do you got there, Machu? All right. Um, Dom uh, goes through the movie without getting a, a speck of dust on his shirt. So how does Dom Toretto keep his shirt so white? Look, it's obvious that he's a super hot beefcake, right? And bullets are just so afraid of him that they don't even go anywhere near him. So it's the same with dirt. If bullets are scared of this dude, dirt's scared of this dude. So he's going to keep that shirt nice and white. 
He must have some amazing deodorant, eh? He doesn't have any sweat patches at all. For a very sweaty man. <laughs> it doesn't turn into a wet t-shirt competition, literally. Every time he's out in the fucking middle of a 100-degree heat, he's just, yep, yeah, we're just we're a family. If that was a girl in this film, she'd definitely run through a sprinkler with that wet white shirt. Yep. But no, Dominic Toretto, you can't even see nipples. Not even nipples. He's a nippleless man. <laughs> I've just, got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? I disagree that Dom's an emotionless wonder. I think I think he's just quite good at hiding it. And so every night, before he goes to bed, after working on his car out in the shed, he cries secret tears for all the people he's lost, including his dad, and he uses those to wash his singlets. And this keeps, may be the worst thing I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> and it keeps them so lily white. There's the Stacey answer. Is, is that pre- preserve them from getting any dust on? So dust doesn't, it, dust doesn't stick to his shirt because of the tears. Yeah, I mean, emotionful it's, tears. It's just like Phoenix tears out of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting worse. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is getting way worse. This has gone from Stacey answer to I don't know what answer. I mean, and in the context of this franchise, Dom is a bit of a phoenix. So, you know, rises from the dead where he should be killed like 10 times over in every movie. Yeah, what's your next question, Machu? <laughs> <laughs> right, going from uh, Dom's tears to why is the Asian girl in this film who's raised in Tokyo by Han speaking with an English accent? I just, the, just the mind boggles. What's your thoughts? My answer actually is related to Harry Potter. I don't know how we've managed <laughs> to answer. Oh, Mr. That, that's a disgusting. Wait, this is my yeah, answer yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that was yeah, so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, guys. Is, excuse me, guys. Excuse me. I'm going to bring up Harry Potter. I've got a good point here. Oh, oh really? Already, ready? Get the mocking. Get the, get yeah, the exactly. insults for ha- no, 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 Sam no, no. Ready. Every generation has a movie that they were raised on. And her generation, I feel like, was raised on the Harry Potter films. And so she probably started learning to speak English based on all the Harry Potter movies and started talking with an English inflection. Mm. Either that or this movie makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Which is she's, more likely. Oh, yeah. more likely. You she's know, an actress from New Zealand who is putting on an English you know accent because you know they're in London at the time. Do you know it's more likely than that? That Dominic Toretto washes his shirts with his own tears. <laughs> yeah. That's what's more likely than that. <laughs> I actually thought that was a really good answer, guys. <laughs> Just bringing, just bringing some originality to the he's podcast. To Come down. on. He's trying to fucking double down on this. Stand your ground, bro. He might. He might. He might cry all night. Yeah, he's going to go fill up a bucket. I'm going I'm to think about some sad things, guys. I'm going to do my washing. Have you noticed how clean Kahu's clothes are? Kahu cries on his clothes every night. And that's why his clothes are so clean. I'm not answering any more questions. <laughs> Where are you going, Carrie? <laughs> yeah. I'm crying. Give me a bucket. I'm going home. <laughs> I, need I need to wash my singlets. <laughs> I need to get home quick. I can't waste these. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do I need to insult you tonight, honey? No, no, I'm good, I'm good. Mushroom and Sam did a really good job on me. I'm just going to cry for a while. Yeah. I'm literally crying. Holy shit. Doing a white swash? You got oh, anything to God. add? <laughs> Doing a white swash. <laughs> you got any socks, babe? <laughs> Better than your shitty answer. <laughs> old, old, old fucking Harry Potter. Oh, fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Where are we? Why is the Asian? Why is the Asian girl who's raised in Tokyo speaking with an English accent? Yeah, do, yeah. do you want to hear another one of my answers? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> are you yes, sure? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, similar to that Harry Potter theme. I think Han, who is a real dodgy guy, to be fair, he's gone all old boy in this, and she's been locked in some kind of room watching British TV for like the last five years. What about British movies like Harry Potter? Well, yeah, <laughs> and crying tears into a bucket. <laughs> that could have been part of it. Okay, now we're down to my last question. Why does this movie take the piss out of itself? 
Why do we take the piss out of ourselves? Fucking bald cunt. <laughs> 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 what? Let's go, let's go, let's get it around the room, let's get it out. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Premature late motherfucker. <laughs> There's the biggest oxymoron right here. Premature, premature late, late motherfucker. <laughs> Both a premature fucking blow oh and late uh what? The best part about this much is the question is why does this movie take the piss out of itself? And I just wrote, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my answer was supposed to be for this, but just because it's lazy. Cause I it think it's just prepping us for the franchise to go just full parody. I think just like it'll just end up wacky racer style. Full you know? Scream, Scream 4. What, what, is, what, is they, what do they used to call those parodies of Scream? Oh, scary movie. Scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Like that's what it'll, it'll turn into. It'll end up like... Um, you seen Blazing Saddles? At yeah. The end, at the end of that, and they just break the fourth wall, and it just goes bananas. Well, they've got nowhere else to go from here. Yeah. Well, it won't even matter, because everybody who's seen where it came from with the original film will be like 80 plus, and so won't yeah. be able to remember where it came from anyway, so who cares? Like, there's nowhere, like, like Kahu said, there's nowhere else to go from here. Yeah, I, li- I like your answer. It breaks the fourth wall, because, yeah, like you say, there's nowhere else to go. There's, like, what else can they do, you know? Yeah, like, if they don't everyone, show some self We know, you know, this is a bad movie. Yeah. But let's just get on with it and enjoy ourselves while we're filming <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Everyone took the piss out of them about, oh, where they're going to go next, space? And, the, like, these guys were like, yeah, okay, fuck it, we'll go to space. <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> the one they're now taking the piss out of them is like, oh, what's going to be the next crossover, Dragon? Jurassic Park, and they've gone, yeah, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs, you can if we want. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> which kind of segues awesomely into our last question, which was a listener question. What crazy idea should they do in Fast 10? They've gone to space. Why not a car chase to the center of the Earth? You know? I do Subterranean qu- travel? Is yeah, that what you I do. I do quite like that movie, The Core, even though it's shit. You know, yeah. Hilary Swank could make a cameo. You are a bit of a swanker, aren't you? A bit of a swanker. Like to swank off? <laughs> swank on. Swank on, swank off. Yeah. I actually had Journey to the Middle of the Earth as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go with something different. I'm going to go with the old Marty McFly. I reckon one day they'll find a DeLorean and get it to 88 and go back in time. Ooh. Yeah. DeLorean or the space car in this movie? Pretty much. It's, it's going to be Dominic, Dominic Toretto's bloody muscle car going, going 88 and... Uh, and yeah, going back in time. Um, you see, I'm I'm there with you guys. They need a franchise crossover. I mean, how awesome would it be to see Dom Trudeau riding Optimus Prime? <laughs> <laughs> or even better, riding Bumblebee, bro. John Cena was in Bumblebee. Yeah, he was in Bumblebee. He could uh, be the same character. Toretto, He's like some army Toretto's got to be an Optimus Prime, surely. Yeah. He's, Toretto's got to be an Optimus Prime. Yeah, and definitely. they'll fight and Toretto will waste him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With his white singing, with his white bloody crew shirt on. Charlie's has got to be riding around Starscream, bro. Because that's a star screaming <laughs> to get out of this franchise. <laughs> uh, I threw it out there to you guys, our dear listeners, to answer for us. The, the options in the poll was intergalactic travel, dinosaurs, Jurassic Park crossover, subterranean travel, fight the Avengers. Ooh. So there you go. That's what yes. I was talking about. It was in there. Jurassic Park crossover won with 40% of the vote. Intergalactic travel was next on 29%. Subterranean travel on 17%. And Fight the Avengers was 14%. So that came last. Anywho, let's move it over to our listeners to see what they came up with in terms of answers. First of which is Dan Brennick of the Netflix and Swirl podcast. His answer was them to actually use the Fast 10 pun. So Fast 10, Fasten, Fasten, Fasten. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Like it. Much easier. He's caught up. <laughs> That's clever. It's clever. Would only, would only be clever if they actually wore seatbelts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we know if they do or not. Yeah. Hey, talking about Vin Diesel, Tyra Maholic just wrote, I am Groot. With a question mark. <laughs> Ooh, crossover. Yep. Crossover, definitely Avengers. Good vote there. Crossini, you're the man, went with Dino Riders. You guys remember that TV show? Yes. Dinosaurs, they had guns yeah. and shit on their back, like laser <laughs> oh, cannons. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know that maybe. Sharks yeah. with lasers on their head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great answer, Chris. Uh, Steve from Everything I Learned From Movies said, we finally find out that Papa Toretto is still alive. 
Oh. And it's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> also, we find out he's we- been gone because he's been working on a top secret raceway located about 15 miles above the Earth's surface known as the race station. <laughs> Steve, 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 you are the winner this week. I think we could all agree that Nicolas Cage reprising his role out of Gone in 60 Seconds, but also being Dom Trudeau's dad. Uh, and he's really Italian, like isn't he? Why not? Capella? <laughs> Capella's yeah. an Italian name. Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, Coppola yeah. yeah, is definitely Italian. That moves us back to Twitter. Paul from the Countdown Podcast. Countdown Podcast being a podcast you guys should all be listening to. Paul said, for the love of all that is pure, if Dom punches a T-Rex in the jaw and knocks it down, I'll have to end the podcast as nothing in cinema would ever top that. It's has a good he, point. If Dom do- punches out a T-Rex. Has fuck. he done that in pitch black? Has he already done that? Yeah, but they're not T-Rexes. They're just fucking <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Pretty fucking Similar. close. Pretty punch fucking out. close. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're right. It's, I'd say Velociraptor. He he pretty much punched out a Velociraptor in fucking pitch black. Oh, that'd, yeah, that'd be a real Will Smith welcome to Earth moment. Yep. The kids, what are we watching tonight? Podcast said, Tom's about to fight a T-Rex. Suddenly a white Ferrari test roster turns up. Don Johnson gets out, Dwayne's dad, and his Miami Vice friends, and they tag team the dinosaur. Who's wow. actually Grimlock from the Autobots. So there we go. Oh, <laughs> yes. There's the Transformers. Actually, that would work real well, because my recollection of that Transformers series was Grimlock saying stuff like, me, Grimlock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it would be totally match this franchise. Diesel could do the voice of Grimlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does tag team Grimlock mean? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> this podcast is rated explicit, but I won't go into it. It sounds I'll you, awesome. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll show you with Kahu afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Leave for all this good and holy. Please leave. Uh, He then said, shit goes sideways. Jurassic Miami furious. Thank you. Thank you. Great (laughs) fucking answer. M from Verbal Diorama, who we mentioned before. Another awesome podcast you guys should all be listening to. She is amazing. She said, I just want it to be the start of the next Toy Story. Dom turns the corner in his fast car, sees a T-Rex with its monkey minions, fights them. Turns out it's just Woody fighting Rex and the monkeys in a barrel in Andy's room. And you've got a friend in me. Starts playing. <laughs> insane. That would be insane. Awesome answer. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Tom from the History of Aotearoa New Zealand podcast. Another awesome podcast you guys should all be listening to if you want to hear the history of our amazing country. He said, maybe like a crossover with Inception. It's basically just the same movie, but happens in dream layers or something. Good see it. I think it sort of reinforces my idea that this is some crazy 10-year-old's fucking fantasy. And it's like they're just going through the different layers of his dream. That kind of makes sense. Nick McAllister, aka Autistic Nick. Everyone go check out his blog. He said, as they drive through a hotel lobby, Lady Gaga is making love to Bradley Cooper at the piano as Glenn Close enjoys a steak dinner and wins movie reviews and 20 cues. Bingo. (laughs) What? Thank you, Nick. You win. (laughs) The You Might Also Like podcast, F10. They should take on ride sharing. I want to see Vin Diesel as a lift driver driving drunk millennials to the bars. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about his family. Hey, Lenny. do you young kids know what the most important thing in life is? Get it fucked up! Wow! <laughs> family. <laughs> too, too, too soon, Junior. <laughs> the Reverend Johnny Blumpkin said that there was a crash in the original and every subsequent movie was just part of a long dream Dom had. While in a coma. Oh, another inception. No, we kind of got a Jacob's Ladder scenario mm. where he's dying and he sort of hallucinates this entire... Hallucinates. Jeez, what the fuck? Hallucinates. Hallucinates this entire fantasy. <laughs> the fuck am I saying? Finally, he moves us down to our good mate, Julio of the Katrians. You can see us out. With Cap and Iron Man gone, a battle against the Avengers would actually be a fair fight. And I agreed. I said, pretty much Dom's on the same level as Doctor Strange at this point. <laughs> He's a magic man. Pretty much. Where's his cape? That's his white, his white crew shirt's his cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's it. Thank you to these guys for joining me on this ride through the Fast and Furious 9. It's been fun, guys. Had a blast. It was an experience. It was. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> it was definitely an experience. That's one way to describe it. Hyperbole experience for me. I don't know about you guys. You're not going to change your scores? Nah. Still not, not change your school? What was, it, what was your score to start with? 
My school or my school? Oh, my school? Both. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Oh, okay. your school. school. 2001 for family. Family. 2001 families. What about you, Kahu? What was your score at the start? And can you remember? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Bob each way. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, thanks again to you guys for listening Massive thanks to our patrons as well for supporting the show and helping us with everything we do. It's very much appreciated. Upcoming episodes, we have the Cult Popcher guys coming on next week to do Gladiator. That's going to be a blast. After that, we have Black Widow. I don't know who's going to be down for that, but it might just be Sam and Sam and Sam doing 20 questions yeah. about a Marvel movie. Hyperbole awaits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Triple hyperbole. <laughs> yeah. Triple hyperbole for some film that might get release at any point marvel 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 <laughs> marvel 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 anyway that's thanks from me catch ya catch ya to suggest oh, that bruce willis is phoning in his performance in cosmic sin would be an insult to telephone communication <laughs> Which can be an effective means of conveying important information and genuine emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's funny.